1: luxury quality within reach go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com slash style
0: the following podcast is a member of the great big owl family
2: And welcome to Troll, the podcast that takes your online Twitter experience of being trolled and turns it into something positive, exciting, enhancing, empowering and ultimately moving but hopefully funny. Today my episode is with a woman that I have long admired both as a performer and as a beauty, a great beauty, uh, a stage and screen actress. She was Olivier Award-nominated for her works in Camille and Uncle Vanya. She is an activist, she speaks out, she knows her mind, she's not afraid, and she is Francis Barber. Frankie, Frankie Barber. Frankie, how did you start on Twitter?
3: Well, weirdly enough, <laughs> I think it was... It says on my bio that it was 2011, but I didn't tweet anything for about a year. Um, so it was a, I was working with... Um, a makeup artist up in Manchester. And she said to me, Frankie, you'd be brilliant on Twitter. Why don't you get on it? And I went, oh, I don't know. I was doing Facebook at the time. I can't, you know, otherwise I'll never do anything else. I'll just, I'll get addicted. I know my personality. And of course I got addicted. But in the early days, it was such fun. Because all i tweet about was MasterChef embarrassing bodies. (laughs) And and I gained a few followers and we'd we'd have a laugh. And then I met some of them in real life and that was joyous. And I met people like uh, Joe Rowling. And all kinds of different people from that I wouldn't normally meet in, exactly. in, you know, we only meet other actors.
2: It was like meeting, back in the early days when it was a village, it was like meeting all the best people without ever having to leave your house. And so you could watch television with just everybody. Exactly. Yeah. And we'd all watch it on a
3: Saturday night yes. when The X Factor was on and Strictly was on <laughs> and it was just fun. It was fun. And then I think when it all started to change was when uh, the Scottish India Rep started.
2: Yeah, now I remember seeing you were one of the first people I ever noticed starting to get aggro, because up until then it was just what we all did, witty, witty, funny, yeah. funny, attracted lots of like-minded people. And then I started to notice the tweets you were getting around that the referendum chase. So what, do you remember how you...
3: I know exactly how it started. There was, um, there was somebody on question time from the SNP and talking about independence. And I feel rather sort of patriotic and nostalgic about the United Kingdom. I'm not going to lie about it. I feel a bit... Re- romantic towards it and I also realistically know we are better together. So I questioned what she was saying and said how what a shame it was and for the next 48 hours I got non-stop abuse <laughs> from what I then discovered
2: later on were called the cybernats. Now, the cybernats, is this was this one person or just lots and lots of people tweeting the same thing? Hundreds of them, hundreds of them,
3: um, like the Corbynites are now. So one starts it off and then they're like a big gang of them. And it was like being stung by a hundred wasps. And I, at first, responded sort of rationally, saying, well, can we have a debate about this? You're just attacking me, calling me an English C word, the English thing the entire time. And I went, this is ridiculous. I know lots of Scottish friends. Why are you behaving like this? And then I realised after literally 48 hours non-stop, there was no point in trying to debate them, that they didn't want that. It was they were the only people that were in the right and I was wrong and I shouldn't have had an opinion about anything to do with Scotland. And that binary vision, that horrible sort of rivals coming at each other like Henry V
2: at Agincourt is now all twitter is so with it with the um with the referendum did you did did you feel that people were guessing at you why did they feel that you francis barber shouldn't have a voice on that why why did you think they went for you is it because you weren't scottish are you scottish no i'm not scottish i think it was
3: anyone they felt so passionately about the independence debate and then, of course, when Joe Rowling gave the Better Together uh, organisation a million pounds, they just went off the rick to scale with abuse. And then there were lots of other people. That That's how I began to follow lots of Scottish uh, uh, politicians and all kinds of people who were in the Better Together campaign. And once I started that, they were relentless. Mm. And as I say, I, I stopped trying to debate with them. There was simply no point, but they would put up... Like they're doing again now. You know, they'd put up a a, a Twitter handle as if it was me Mm. with some kind of Islamophobia or some kind of um, anti-Scottish, anti-Braveheart nonsense. And then they'd find photographs of me There was one who found a photograph of me in a love scene and put that up with some sort of Scottish flag on my head being strangled. And it was like, what is this? And then I found out that this it was supposed to be a woman, but it was actually a man in his late 50s, um, pretending to be a woman. Oh, so there's an awful lot of that. So that was my first experience of it, and it was really horrible.
2: Well, I was going to say, so so early doors and not having experienced that before because, as we said, Twitter was just a fun village yeah. full of funny people or interesting people. How, how did it make you feel when that first started?
3: I was very upset about it, and... Um, and a lot of my friends in real life said, "Oh, why are you doing this? Just, just stop it now." And quite a lot of actors did say to me, "You know, it, it's you're hurting yourself. Don't do it." Hurt, not hurting myself, you know, um, in in terms of my career or anything like that. Just because it was so nasty, what they were writing. But in a way, Tracy, and I know I'm like you in this respect. I'm stubborn, mm-hmm. and the more they threatened me, the more I was determined not to give in to them. Because also, what they was what they were writing was was wrong. It was wrong on every level, not quite apart from the personal abuse. It was wrong about. The politics of the situation.
2: Well, that, well that's the thing. Did, how much of the of the abuse that you got in those earlier days um, around the, the referendum what, did you feel was um, because you were a woman and, oh, and that the, the insults were female based? Ninety uh, nine um,
3: point wow. nine percent. I mean, the way that they spoke to me, they didn't speak to any man that was in the Better Together campaign like that. And it was. And then, as I say, when J, J.K. Rowling got involved, wow, they just were heinous
2: Mm. and it was it it, it was just so shocking it was just bare face misogyny Mm. They didn't even try to hide it. No, one of the things... That I noticed you got this a lot, and I it was then when I, when I started speaking out about anti-Semitism online, I, um, which I know you've been brilliant on and we'll move on to that. I noticed that the thing that you got, which I then got, was, oh, you're tweeting this drunk. You drink. You're yeah, at yeah, home, yeah. you're drinking. You're drinking, you're drinking. Oh, yes. You're a drunk, silly old
3: they, middle-aged woman. Yes, they say that even if you put something up at seven in the morning. Yes. A bit early to be on the show. Yes, right?
2: this is the way that they smear uh, your
3: voice. So they they try in every which way to belittle you so that if anybody is reading your tweets that think you're being reasonable... There's a doubt cast in their mind. So it's a very deliberate way to push us down, to smear us. The journalist, well, I won't say names, but there is a a female journalist at the Guardian. She gets it all the time. Or they say, have you taken your meds? Oh, yes, the meds. That's always fun. (laughs) And yet they believe that they are the good guys and are on the side of people with mental health issues. But brazenly...
2: Take the piss out of everybody, um, particularly
3: women. It's, yes.
2: it's, it's, it's astonishing. Was there ever a moment um, where you thought, they're running me out of town and I'm going to go out of town? No. <laughs> Good. To go.
3: <laughs> no. I, the more they do it, the more I come back at them. I, I, I No. Where There's do
2: you no find way. the strength to do that?
3: Because it's the right thing to do. Now we're talking about anti-Semitism, the like of which I've never seen in my life before. Yeah. Now, when I first saw that, if you remember, I was living in LA for a while, working. Mm-hmm. So I would go on to English Twitter in the middle of the night, uh, the middle of UK night. And that's when I first started seeing all these this crazy anti-Semitism going on. I, I'd never seen anything like it in my life. And I'm sad to say... It was mainly done by a lot of older women. Oh, How do you know that? Well, I ca- they started to speak to each other. And then they, I, I kind of did a little bit of investigating myself and went, hang on a minute, that is actually a woman. And they started using this term called Zio-trolls. Oh,
2: yes. oh I've been slaying Zio-trolls all night. And I thought,
3: what the... Hell is
2: going on here. And of course, Zio troll was the Nazi terminology. A Zio was the Nazi terminology for a Jew. For a Jew.
3: And so, they didn't even have a homeland
2: then. Uh, 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 so all of this
3: really deeply disturbed me. And um, there was a, a woman that they were all supporting called Alison Shablos, oh, the And singer. I can say her name because she
2: was finally convicted at court. And her appeal is happening right this second. Oh, as is we're it? We're... So tell me, um, tell us about Alison Shablos. Well, they, she did
3: this, um, she was at the Edinburgh Festival with her one-woman show and she stood outside the castle and had a photograph taken doing a salute in the middle of her arm called the Duerden Den or something like, like that. or
2: something, the Nazi
3: A Nazi salute. A Nazi salute. I'd never seen it before. I'd never heard about it. And um, there was some guy that was always backing me up on Twitter and he was living in South Africa. And so I direct messaged him and I went, what does this even mean? And then when he finally told me and I thought, why would she do such a thing? Why would she bait Jewish people like this and write those awful songs? And that's when I discovered that quite a lot of the followers and people who were on her side were also women and thought it was good and funny. It's
2: incredible. And Alison Shablos uh, writes lovely anti. She calls them hoax songs. So yes. She writes all these wonderful songs. That she even got a show at the Edinburgh Festival singing her "It's all made up. It's all a bunch mm. of lies" songs. Um, and uh, has, will probably go down for it. Has been has been given a year Twitter ban. What Francis? What made you um, speak out on the anti semitism? You know, I've always admired you, and I also you started speaking out on anti semitism a long time before I did, and a lot of others. And so I see you as such a, an early adopter of it. What made you feel that that was something you wanted to get involved with, given that it's really ugly? Well, it it as I say, it started off
3: by reading these ugly things in the middle of the night, and then um, I uh, when it was the second election of Jeremy Corbyn, because in the old days I used to belong to the SWP, flirted with the WRP. I know who these people are. Oh, do you? I, I know very well who they are. And they were always anti-Semitic because it's the old trope that it, of usurers, um, the Jews around the world, the Rothschilds, they've got all the money, It, you know, Shylock. So I was very, very uh, worried and frightened that it would spread. And I kind of knew it instinctively. So when Owen Smith challenged Corbyn, I very publicly backed Owen Smith, and I changed my avatar with a with a you know rosette for him. Well, then the abuse really yes.
2: started. <laughs> so the this, oh, the referendum stuff was nothing.
3: Oh, that was nothing. Then they started, and I got rape threat after rape threat after rape wow. threat. It never never stopped. But that made me even more determined. And I just thought, there's no way you are running me out of town. And it was, I was, me- I was, if you remember, Angela Eagle also stood very, very briefly. And then she got a brick through her window, and they denied that. And the lesbian abuse. And, and the they lesbian denied. abuse, <laughs> and they denied that. But that's the modus operandi that it is part of the sort of SWP manifesto in that. Everything is for the collective. Everything is for a reason. So you crush the moderates, you get rid of anybody that isn't on board with communism. I mean, Mm. that's what it is. It isn't the Labour Party anymore. It's the SWP. It's been taken over by men and women in my generation. I don't think it's young people in the Labour Party that are anti-Semitic. And that's why they've got so many, so much time on their hands to be online all the time, investigating, making lists. Oh, there's a lot of lists going on. The, they love a list. Trolls, I've noticed, love a list. It's it's quite astonishing. It's like they're it, they they're sort of it's the it is smoke signals to each other. Mm. Let, let's get her now. Let's go for this one. Let's go for that one. I, the,
2: yeah, did you? Did you get? Because um, I've I've uh, noticed that the smears, the smears, they start off with the smears to discredit you, and um, the ones surrounding myself or Rachel and get bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger to the point of ridiculousness. Have you had um, had trolling smears? On oh you?
3: yes, I, I mean, some woman set up um, you know, a, a, a phony account that was supposed to be me. Um, with a photograph of the Brighton Pavilion, and I was supposed to have said, "Why have they built a mosque in Brighton?" But people, this is the, this is their modus operandi because you see enough people see it and they go, "Oh, did she really
2: did say she that?" Oh, Francis Barber's Islamophobic.
3: So I really challenged her. Yeah. I went mad, and a lot of other people reported her, and she got suspended, and she had to take it down. And it, but it, it, it is absolutely in almost in the manifesto that that's what they've got to do they smear you they crush you they get rid of you so that the only people left are the die-hard communists so when that journalist from Navarra said I'm literally a communist she wasn't joking. No, no, no. She is literally, <laughs> she, a literally. But so are mainly a lot of the the, the people in power and mm. the leader of the opposition's office. Mm. But they can't say that yes. because
2: they know that it has a, a terrible effect on the electorate. So there's wonderful terminology for for those of you listening in and who have had trolling or have watched this or are thinking of getting on Twitter. I, um, you know, sea lining. Sea lining is when they 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 ask you your question and your evidence and then you come back with a little bit and then they keep saying, yeah, but what about, what about, what What about, what what about, and they just keep, keep at you. No evidence is ever enough. Never. Um, Have you started, did you ever build up any relationships with your trolls? Were there regular trolls that you interacted with that you got to kind of know?
3: Well, I'm afraid not really, because if I see a red rose or a GTTO, Get the Traitors Out, I don't read them.
2: Oh, I thought that was Get the Tourism Out. No,
3: it's Get the Traitors Out. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it originally Blimey. came from. And it is, it's because as far as they're concerned, and because you and I were in the... Late, well, I don't know if you still are. I, I'm not anymore. No.
2: And that's not to say we are... You know, the thing I like is, oh, well, you're, you're not standing up to the Tories. Well, no, I'm not standing up to Tory racism because it's not my party. No. Nigel and Farage doesn't even impact on me. Exactly. Exactly. And we should be better. We should be better. But the terrible thing
3: is that the, the outriders, as I call them, from the leader's office, who are very uh, have very high profiles on social media and a lot of followers... They started using these dehumanising words. Centrist, slug, nonce. And I objected to one of them. They love melt, melt, melt. Love melt. I objected to one of them. And I had him constantly, every time I tweeted something, he would set up a new account because he blocked me and then he unblocked me to tell me how much he hated me. And then he blocked me again. <laughs> it's and like an amusement Really. And then every time I tweeted anything, I'd see you know, some some little account with one follower and then he'd shout at me and then delete it. And it just became a nuisance. It was just, I know who it was. I can't prove it, but I know exactly who it was. And I just kept saying, just leave me alone now. Really, leave me alone. I know it's you. It's This is ridiculous. But my objection was because, like anti-Semitism, they dehumanise. So it became a dirty word to be a centrist, meaning... A nice, normal, moderate member of the Labour Party. Well,
2: didn't being a centrist mean that you actively went into Iraq and bombed those people and set up that war yourself?
3: Well, that, that is exactly was the that's, that's what they end up uh, accusing a Blairite monster. Yes, a Blairite, and wasn't. I was never a Blairite. If anything, no, I was I, a Brownite. Yeah. It's but so funny. but, it, but we, we have to be labelled in that way because I think that's the only way they feel as if they can get young people on board oh it's boring to be a centrist but it's cool to say nonce and melt and slug let's sort the slugs and and i think they did for and a the while Zios. They did have uh, mm. some success with that, but that's, they
2: seem to have stopped it. In, um, this is a bit of a leading question, but hey, in their heads, I think that the trolls think that as you're reading their tweets, you're sitting at home crying, thinking, any minute now I'm going to give up. This has affected my career and my life so much. They've got to me. Is that true? No. How does it impact on your life? Well, not at all actually not at all
3: if anything it makes me doubly determined to go you think you're going to hurt me upset me and you but more importantly you think you're going to shut me up Mm. well you just don't know me because i'm not going to shut up because it's the right thing to do and if not now when and what i fear is we'll end up like the lives of others where are we going to be spied on? I mean, I saw last night there was a list, you, um, uh, Rachel, everybody that's been against anti-Semitism, there was a list made of all the Labour MPs who follow them on Twitter. Mm. Now, that is pure fascism.
2: Oh, yeah, completely. That's
3: pure fascism.
2: But the joke, and this is what I was going to ask you, I've actually found a lot of positivity in this. I've got friends I never thought I had. That's I've got right. friends in strange areas And um, it's made me find a voice and it's made me feel stronger and more empowered and Self, I respect myself, and I think others do too. But also, every single one of those MPs on the list all tweeted me last night on Open Timeline to pledge solidarity. Exactly. What are the positives that you found from it?
3: Well, I went to the demonstration outside the Houses of Parliament last year. It was literally this time last year.
2: The enough is enough one.
3: The enough is enough. And uh, and when I got there, I'm not going to lie, I, I, got, I was frightened because the, the that other group, the JVL, Oh yes. was standing next to the real group and were Shouting, and I thought, "Oh my God! I hope there's no violence." And uh, however, I went over and stood with the real group and heard all the speeches. And it was—I can't tell you how many people who don't know me from Adams just said, "Thank you for being here. Thank you for being." Made me cry. Actually, it makes me cry a little bit because it's the right thing to do. It's the right side. They're on the wrong side of history. Even at the theatre last night on. On Monday I was uh, I went to to see a show and three people separately came over and said thank you and it is
2: it's I, humbling uh, isn't it's it
3: it's humbling and that's why I feel like you It's the, it, the there are too many of us they that's the other thing these trolls block everybody so they only listen to each other in an mm-hmm. echo chamber I still do um, follow people who are entirely opposite to my, to, 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 to my politics because I think it's important to find out what it is they're actually saying mm-hmm. and to, to possibly sometimes from time to time have dialogue, although I found that impossible. But, yeah, the positivity is wonderful and it is like a community I, of good people.
2: Um I think when we look back in time over the Twitter wars of 2017 to 20, hopefully 19 maybe when it ends, or 2020, I look to you and say, you inspired me and you made me be brave enough to find a voice. And I can't think of the number of times that I tweeted you very early on when I tentatively put my head up and went, do you think I can tweet this? Do you think I can tweet this? And you, you really encouraged me to do it. Did anyone encourage you or has there been a role model in your life that made you not be frightened as a woman with views and opinions?
3: Well, I think uh, I think probably JK Rowling mm-hmm. <laughs> because she doesn't tweet often, but when she does, my god. <laughs> and because she's got like I don't know 16 million followers, it sends them into a frenzy. Yeah. And the amount of abuse she gets is 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 just breathtaking. And I did once, we had a direct message chat where she said, for, from time to time, you do have to give it a rest for your mental health. Yeah. But then, you know, you gird your loins and you come back. And and I, that's what I do from time to time. I don't read them. And I just think I'll have an, a little rest. And then something else will happen. And because we're in the middle of this Chaos with Brexit. I've become, you know, like the rest of the country, obsessed with what the hell is going to happen. What are we going to do? Well, it's like a weird
2: dystopian nightmare. It's
3: it's just, and that's the other thing that's so extraordinary that these leftist trolls will say that it's right with, oh, sorry. These leftist trolls will say that it's the right wing that are anti Semites. But as we know, it's called the horseshoe effect, and it's happened throughout history. Yeah. And so it's that wonderful book by Nick Cohen, What's Left? It's yeah. a brilliant, brilliant book where it's. The more left wing you are, the more right wing you become, and this is undeniable. Totally.
2: I mean, you know, it get it got it gets ridiculous when um, Jermaine Greer is is called um, is called uh, anti feminist. Yes. When Peter Tatchell and all his history, yes. love him or loathe him, he was a you know Stonewall. He was a major. Uh, gay... He's been told that he's homophobic. I, I, the, the, the minute they disagree with you. But um, if you will, if if hopefully what I would love this to do is inspire people who have been watching from any political persuasion, Mm -hmm. actually, but who've been too scared to get in there. What would you advise them either, I suppose, for or against?
3: Well, you need a strong stomach (laughs) because quite a lot of the stuff they write is grim. And um, I, I... As a non-Jew, I'm um, just in awe of you and Rachel, particularly at the moment, because the things they say about you are just so disgusting. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen such anti-Semitism. And my fear is it's getting worse. So to anybody out there listening who's saying, oh, I don't think I can do it, I would just say, if you don't do it now... This isn't going to stop. Yeah, We've got to raise our heads above the parapet. We've got to say, no, 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 no. The, we can uh, never go back to this. Crystal Knack didn't happen yeah. overnight. It was a dripping, drip effect of dehumanising so that you're nobody. You are a melt and a nonce and you're nothing and you're nothing. And, and then you're
2: a flea and actually you're a flea, and a flea on a
3: rat. And, you're, and you you rule the world mm. and you've got all the money and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's a bit like that that Newly elected Congresswoman the other day didn't think it was, she thought it was okay to say it's all about the Benjamins baby. (laughs) I I literally could not believe when I read that that she'd written it. She's since apologised because Nancy Pelosi really knocked her down. And that, of course, isn't what we're having in this country.
1: than that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friendswf. one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care
2: I think, for me, Twitter is like a door that's sort of in my house somewhere. And some days I forget the door is there and others. And then I open it, there's like a barrage of voices, some incredibly positive, and there's lots of love coming and a lot of horrible, nasty stuff. People who would turn around and say, well, why do you engage on it if they're being mean to you? You know, it's only Twitter. It's only Twitter. When Pittsburgh, the shooting in the synagogue Mm. happened, when Joe Cox was killed, I see Twitter and social media... um, radicalizing people and Mm. once a trope is out there and isn't challenged it becomes a truth and once a smear is out there and isn't it what's your take on that no
3: i agree with you entirely i mean i i saw that entire um conversation that you were trying to have with that young girl who's (laughs) a little lefty and the same with rachel before you saying encouraging her being really kind and then five minutes later, I read you'd written sixty-three tweets. Well, I can't count, you know.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I was a grooming it, uh, pedophile. Yes, that's fun.
3: I mean, it, it's just yeah. out of this world, which is why I would encourage anyone to get involved who who feels it's morally right, because it is morally right, because you can't let these kind of people silence the good side of, of 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 what's going on on social media. I
2: totally agree. Anybody from any political persuasion, mm. young or old, this is the new, this is the new communards, you know, this is the new place to be. It is. And you need, we need to find a voice and the more, most people duck out because they just can't be bothered or they think it's unimportant. Mm-hmm. These flame wars are important they because are. the more people who do speak out, it's like, um it's power in numbers. Tell me something. Do you take your trolls with you? Are they constantly in your head? No, no, <laughs> I don't think about
3: them ever again. Once they've gone, I, 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 I just block them. I don't look at them. I don't Do you read block them? them. Yes, I block them. I, I either mute them or block them. I mean, there's because I've learned from bitter experience. There's simply no point in trying to have a dialogue because they, they are only right. Mm. They don't want to hear anything that the opposite side has got mm. to say. And so it, it. I found that pointless.
2: Has it affected your outside life? And I know that they love trying to affect pe- women's careers, particularly. Um, you know, they've written to J.K. Rowling's publisher. They've written to Rachel's um, employment at Channel 4, myself, everybody. Yeah. Have they tried to affect your work?
3: Yes. they. Uh, you know, I have a, a little website. So they've written letters to the website, hoping my agent will fire me, hoping that I won't be employed ever again. And it's just that they're so blatant. And also what's interesting, they can't spell, can they? They none of them can spell. It's become, that's one of the things that fascinates me. It's like there's a great big school of them out there and they have total dyslexia. And it's
2: And that's across <laughs> the political divide. You're right, anybody who's yes. that is interesting.
3: Because yeah. even even if it's a leave campaigner who's yelling at me because I, I want a, a people's vote, it's the same spelling mistakes <laughs> I just think they <laughs> this these what people do you think, mate,
2: go to school do you think that the trolls uh, the people that really do send the abuse and write the smear blogs I, I try and give them the benefit of the doubt and I think they probably think in their own way that they are fighting the good fight
3: oh I and that they are did.
2: right and that we are all everyone else is wrong and a fascist and but do you think, do you think after they've written their 98th tweet of the day and their the second of their 92 million word blog Digging anything out that they can possibly get that they've spent 14 hours on. Do you think there's a bit to them that thinks, oh, I'm, I'm a troll? No, I think they absolutely <laughs> believe what
3: they're doing is, is they're on the right side of history and it's social justice. They really do. It's, part, it's, it's the manifesto. They can't ever be wrong and they can't ever be an anti-Semite because they're, they're the good guys. Everybody else is the bad guys. The Tories are the bad guys. The centrists are the bad guys. The melts. Everybody else is wrong. But they, Mm. no, 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 no. They're wholesome and good. And they're doing this because they're real socialists. I mean, the other day, somebody wrote to me and said... um, uh i think it was it was a in a thread where people were saying i can't vote labor again whilst this is going on i can't be a member of labor because of the anti-semitism and because of the brexit stance etc etc although i think i'm a bit annoyed that it took them that long however and um, venezuela and venezuela and and some guy wrote to me and said um uh Well, you see, you're just not a true socialist because true socialists would only ever now vote for a socialist government. And this is the nearest we're ever going to get to it. And you're just voting elsewhere because you're selfish. But a real socialist would now do this. And you see, that's why they're getting rabid as well. Because these people who I mentioned before, who are probably retired, like the guy from Wavertree who tried to get Luciana Berger deselected, he was 80 and the other guys, sixty-five. Oh. See, there.
2: The heyday it, of the eighties is. So just,
3: this is their last chance. Yes, the last. And chance. they've never been so close.
2: What is the best smear you've ever read about yourself? The best one, the recent one that really, really made me laugh, apart from being a grooming paedophile um, and uh, in bed with Jimmy Savile, <laughs> is that I apparently hide my Zio money in an offshore account, in my castle in the Dodoin. I've never been to the Dodoin, <laughs> let alone being a tax evader. What's the best thing you've read about yourself? Well, you see,
3: I've got two advantages over you, Tracy, in that I'm not Jewish. You're not a tax evader. And, and I'm not a tax evader. And, uh, and I am from a council estate in Wolverhampton. <laughs> so whenever they start on that, I just go, I'm from a Wolverhampton council estate, So. Bog off. Oh, and that actually slightly frightens them because they then try and pretend that I wasn't. No, you didn't. You went to boarding school, and you go, mate. Oh, I got told today I went to boarding school. But the irony of that is. All of his office, Milne. all oh, of them, he's a they all went to public schools. Uh, yes.
2: And so they have no logic There's when no they logic. try and attack us like this. There's, There's no simply logic. no logic left. I liked it when, um, you know, I sort of came out when I was talking about the woman that was spray painted the graffiti on the Warsaw Ghetto. That was when I really stuck my head above the parapet and said, you know, a lot of my family died here. um, And this woman has basically spray-painted their open grave. And I got told, I thought it was very sweet, every member of your family deserved to die for the death of one Palestinian child. Oh, my God. And we're not even going to get into that toxic mess. But it's, um, you know, these are odd times on Twitter. But what would be the message about being trolled and about trolls that you could leave us that is positive? The positive things are,
3: it's the right thing to do. Stick your head up. Shout about it. Don't let don't let them win without a fight. They can't. It's not possible. We can't go back to where we were in the 1930s. And I can see that coming. And it literally terrifies me. Mm. And also, don't read them.
2: Don't read them. Don't
3: read them. So you, you know immediately if it's a troll um, who's replying
2: to you, so just mute them. Don't read them. Let them scream into the void. So many women who were on there in the early days, and Twitter was very female-led, have left because they can't take the abuse. And so those of us that are hanging in there, I would say bring more women back. What's the worst that they can do to you? So they talk a load of rubbish. They tweet it amongst themselves, often these sock accounts, these made-up accounts, and these bots. Um, And find your voice. It's helped me find a voice.
3: uh, Me too, without a shadow of a doubt. And it sort of... You know, I think at what, if I was younger, I'd love to enter politics because I feel so strongly about things like this and I feel so strongly that we are on the right mm-hmm. side of history and I don't want to be the one person that went, oh, I didn't say anything and now look what's happened. <laughs> I want to be the guy that isn't saluting Hitler. Thinking in that, I know it's in wrong. that In that famous photograph who's sitting with his arms folded, I want to be him.
2: Oh. So good. Frances Barber, <laughs> you are, and Frankie, you are uh, a great woman and a great role model. Well, Thank you so much for being on Troll. You made Trolled. it really easy. Oh, sorry, we're still recording. <sighs> thank you Frankie Francis Barber um, just a brilliant and actually tell me about the, the things that have you've, you've got coming up in your real world what uh, shows have you well, got
3: there's a great film coming out called uh, Trick or Treat it's about a man having a midlife crisis and I play um, a torturer oh I, oh, <laughs> you see
2: and th- th- you've done a great funny series with Julie Graham and I've you? done
3: a series with Julie Graham all women led called Queens of Mystery which is uh, it's it's like I've heard it's great well it's it was fabulous to be with all those women that was what
2: was great and I have to it. say you were the best Julius Caesar I have ever seen in the all-female Julia Caesar at the <laughs> Warehouse Frances Barber you are my leader love you love you how brilliant was Frankie Barber I love her she's a complete inspiration and she looks amazing too um, If you enjoyed that episode, we've got some great episodes still to come. Please, please, please subscribe, um, as that will help us get more exciting people on to talk to you. And if you get a moment as well, and let's face it, we all have a bit of downtime, go underneath the comments and write something interesting or lovely that you found about the show. Hope this inspired you. Get on social media, fight the good fight, and stand up to the trolls. Hi, I'm Julia Rayside and I'd like to invite you aboard my podcast. Always there is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way.
0: I mean, if we're talking lacquer like we need to go back to Polly, who's got <laughs> 28 cans of Elmer. It
2: was definitely um, yeah. feeling horrible that you hadn't done your homework. Yeah. Obviously, Lynn is immediately in a bikini. It's, it's a freezing day in. I'm guessing I was February. That swing
1: pool looks freezing.
2: You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway because I think it's brilliant. Jack still feels very much at sea. I can't help reaching for these puns. I'm so Good. sorry. Yeah, but it's important. He, he doesn't really acknowledge how grave... What an is. ocean of trouble. Thank you. Is. This is why we got you on your bloody break. That's all I've got. I'm leaving now. Available from your usual podcast supplier. Find us on Twitter at Always There Pod.
3: Somebody's nicked my bloody boat!
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.